Hey, how you doing everyone? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net and welcome to today's episode. In this podcast, uh, we are joined by the ever-dependable Rick Bulo as my co-host and, of course, uh, Genevieve Brimhall, who some of you may know, some of you may not know, but she is quite the uh, established artist, well, well, coming up in the game, so to speak, and she's done a few covers for some of the uh, smaller but fairly well-known publishers, such as Valiant and Aspen, and uh, it's just, it's really good to have you here on the show, Genevieve. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, Rick? I'm really excited to have you here. I mean, I've been, bug- I've been bugging you on streams with dead jokes and everything, so I'm, I'm excited. And I'm a huge fan of Scenescope, as I mentioned, so just, just knowing that you worked there was like, okay, we need to have her. Oh, and everything you. Every, everything you told me afterwards just made me even more certain that we need to You've like, you worked on Lady Death, I, and... Lady Death is one of my personal favorites when it comes to indie works. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. Love Lady Death. She's great. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So for the audience, some of them will mm-hmm. know you. Some of them won't quite know you. Would you like to maybe tell them a little bit about who you are and where you're from and how you got into the art game, Jen? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. I am... Um basically a self-taught artist who's been in the industry going on around eight years now. So um, I jokingly say that comics are reverse dog years in the (laughs) fact that if you've been in it for seven, technically you've been in them for one uh, as far as name and notoriety gets around. Totally. Um, You guys know how how it is. You just have to be in it for forever. It's tough. it is, it is, but it's it's a job that you do that you love, mm. and um, I have worked, like you guys said, for Valiant, Xenoscope, IDW, Coffin Comics with the Lady mm. Death stuff, Aspen, and basically I started out as a cover artist. I have done interiors, but um, with uh, being a mom of two young children, it's mm-hmm. just uh, too time consuming and I'll go ahead and say I'm just a little on the slow side when it comes to interiors because that's a whole other beast than totally. doing cover work. Yeah it's, yeah, it's storytelling. It's total storytelling. But um, covers are pretty fun and uh, I, I think more like an illustrator uh, as far as art, you know my artistic kind of vision goes. So uh, I think that that's my strong suit. And um, yeah, I'm still plugging away. We just finished a con- convention in Atlanta called Momocon. Yeah, no, I, I know that you're you're quite the convention uh, person. Um, you've been to quite a few of them. Yeah, a few. I don't do as many as some of my peers. Like I know some folks who will do like 35, wow. and I'm like, holy moly, how do you live? Um, but I, uh, we actually cut back on our conventions this year just due to the fact that we want to have more family vacation. Uh, while they're still young and like us and um we (laughs) i hear the parents chuckling (laughs) uh before they're teenagers and they can't stand you um so i only have done i think i'm going to be just doing like four or five this year whereas i used to do like eight or nine but i honestly didn't get into my career until i was pregnant with my first so late bloomer here yep yep i mean well see that's an interesting 
thing I I'd like to speak more about uh, more about because it's something that's really going going around in our group a lot about how you are able to both set aside st uh, set aside time to work as uh, for your artist uh, for your for your comic or whatever you want want to do as an artist and also be able to have family matters and maybe even a job on the side right did, um did you I... did you uh, did you have to toss with all those three at the same time or or only only two of them so to speak and I how only did have you to manage juggle two. I only have to juggle two because my husband has um, a very good and stable job and I was laid off when I was six months pregnant. So I kind of had a pre-existing condition where I really wasn't going to get another job. Um, okay. <laughs> and yeah. so that's when I decided to go for it. So really, I mean, I don't advise, you know, to get pregnant in order to start your comic book career. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying not to say so that's the key. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's your motivation. But it ended up being mine. So I'll go ahead and say it ended up being mine and it ended up being my drive. But um, it kind of was the kick in the pants for me to go for it. Uh, kind of like, you know, sometimes life hits you with a two by four to just really go and try or, or, or give up. And yeah. um, so that was my wake up call. But I think with now it's the making sure like the whole cutting back on conventions and stuff so that I do have the family time right now. And, um, you know, and that, uh, we, we planned cause that's another thing that I think that folks, um, struggle with when they're trying to get into comics or trying to make comics. You don't realize that if you plan far, far in advance for the financial stuff, you'll be much more comfortable instead of just having to jump from gig to gig and be desperate for those gigs to help pay the bills or have to juggle a full-time job and then staying up late and then you have your family and it all just kind of combusts on itself. My When I decided to go for it, my husband, who is incredibly supportive and just like the best salesperson I've ever had, he's amazing. Um, awesome. He didn't quite get it. But he was like, if this is going to be your thing, yeah. then this is going to be your thing. And we've got to, we, we sat down, we planned that we could live off of one income and be comfortable. Yeah. So, and I, I understand life throws you curveballs. He's, you know, we've had it where, you know, we didn't know if he would have a job and it was like, oh crud. And here mm -hmm. we were. And I was pregnant with my second and it was like, oh, but I'm done having kids. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm focusing on the comics and um like i said so now, it's you can, you can, now it's his turn yeah yeah no he's he's actually on his way home and uh he's going to be grabbing the children to make sure they you know don't jump in so it helps to have the support of family okay. and friends and um you know it breaks my heart when i hear folks say that they don't but the finding like i think the biggest thing for me is uh, i make sure that i don't work on the weekends mm, totally. because i'm working from home all the time so I'm like, I have to have that break one, just so I'm not constantly working and, and drowning everyone out, but two, so, you know, you can have those interactions and stuff with the people who are important to you and who are supporting you. Yeah, it's exactly. very, it, it, <clears throat> it was a major, it was a major discussion in, uh, for like a month ago and it took over, almost took over the whole group about how how you wait how how one could be able to do that and you 
put out some really great pointers about it about as long as you as a couple make sure that there's room for both by making time for family and time for work then it then it would be easier to handle if you plan it out like you 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 did mm-hmm. and that of course made it easier it's just it, you kind of approach it as okay this is the reality and it's not going to be a hobby so you're like it's for realsies with the special mind, mindset of an artist you need to have to succeed right and and also um you also kind of have to train those who are around you that it that when especially like if you're working from home you have to kind of teach yourself and and those who are with you i'm working because the mystique of working from home is thinking oh i can just uh, hang out oh, yes. do whatever mm. or oh you're oh, home yes. i'm just gonna come over and talk to you and you're like no i gotta work <laughs> so <laughs> can you make me a sandwich <laughs> it's, yeah, it's difficult like... yeah it gets difficult yeah do you find that difficult uh jen i mean it's very convenient working from home i know i work from home all the time um mm-hmm. but it's kind of a super like a super weird phenomenon happens where suddenly the place that you call home and where you relax where you chill out where you spend time with your family with your friends or your partner also becomes where you work so mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've got a home studio, but um, do you find it, I mean, do you find the positives outweigh the negatives or yes. do you find it's kind of the same? I think that the positives far outweigh the negative. I say, I think the only major negative is that you don't have the benefit of working in a studio. Mm. Um, I have worked in a studio where you're around other artists and I think that that kind of um, atmosphere is really positive that we can kind of get stuck in our own heads. Sometimes it's good to, to be stuck in your own head so that mm-hmm. you can work and you can kind of you know tune things out and uh, really focus. But other times it's amazing being around other artists, especially artists who are working in uh, fields or, uh, you know, uh, styles that you don't typically work in and they can influence you and you can influence them. You kind of feed off of each other's creativity. And I think that that's something that's lacking these days due to everything being digital and the convenience of being able to work from home. Um, we're not uh, gravitating t- gravitating towards artistic communities as much as we were. Um, and so it, I think that that's the only thing that I really do miss from working in a studio is just being around other artists and kind of feeding off of that creative energy but sometimes that can get overwhelming too. So there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. I say that, you know, working from home is amazing and I probably go insane in an office. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and really good point as well just about the the connectivity. It's kind of like we live we live in a world where we're more connected than ever yet at the same time it doesn't quite have the tangibility that actually being there in person next to another artist would otherwise have. Yeah, because other artists uh, kind of force you out of your comfort zone. You have that one, like, that healthy competition, for one thing, but then you also kind of have that kind of collaborative uh, just spark that tends to happen. Uh, Example, when I worked in the studio, I never would have tried loose inks with a pen nib or any of that. Wow. Uh, I always always stuck with just regular um, 
you know, pins and, and whatnot. And then I had some artists like, you really need to give this a try. And I tried it. I stunk at it. But then they were like, just keep, just, just, just do it. You're, you're almost there. And I did it. And now I love it. Totally. But I never would have tried it if I hadn't have had that, you know, even just, it wasn't even like you need to do it. It was just, here's my stuff. Give it a try. That's so, so cool. That, you know, and that was just really cool. And it was just an incredible thing. So, yeah, I think that that's, I wish it where is a way that we could be like, uh, Twitch is kind of have it like sort of where you can watch other artists and you can talk art, but well, I just also miss the, that. There's also the Google Hangout here, for example. I just mm -hmm. finished uh, finished some some hours ago, finished an hours, uh, hour, hour session with the, uh, with someone from from the group that really couldn't find motivation or anything to 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 draw anything because she was drawing a few lines and then she'll toss it out because it was just uh for her then i brought her into a google hangout and just started talking while we shared screens on what we we're working on and she just started without any problem from start to finish she made she made a she made a, an illustration without even thinking about Tossing it out. Mm -hmm. So Google Hangout could really help with that as well. Yeah, it does help. It does. Mm. So Genevieve, you've been you've got you've been arting for what eight years now, is it? Mm -hmm. Eight years or so. So how have was that from scratch? Like, had you had some uh, some experience in in art before, or was that just starting with a blank slate? Here we go. Let's see where we can take this. It was kind of starting from scratch all over again I if that makes you. sense because yeah, I, uh, I i i i always liked to draw i always loved it but i'm not one of those who's like i could draw since i was a baby <laughs> no i i drew horses when i was a kid i just drew horses everywhere and that was just what i did yeah and um then i in college i dropped it all together i just i completely just left the art world and went and did my own thing and have another entirely different degree that I don't use. And, uh, <laughs> like all of us. and then like everyone, I know at least we did it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, then I was like, I tried to pursue that career. I did several other things where I was working in offices, et cetera, et cetera. And I just wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. And I just kind of had this gaping hole and I kind of picked up doodling again basically and that's what it really was it was doodling it was just you know funsies playing lots of eyeballs um <laughs> and things like that as most doodlers draw but it wasn't a full study if that makes sense i wasn't actually applying or trying to push myself and then of course uh, then stuff happened got laid off was fully pregnant and i was like I really want to give this a try. I've talked to some other artists. They can do it. So can I. And um, it was really bad for a while mm -hmm. because having dropped it, I was extremely rusty and had to relearn everything. <laughs> um, and uh, again, I didn't go to art school. So it was just looking up anatomy books to going to figure study classes uh, late at night. And that's something that I want to get back into because figure study mm -hmm. is good for any artist oh absolutely and, oh yeah yes it's amazing if you can get to a figure study class it's that is the way to go and um 
it was just a lot of push and pull. And you can, um, like right now, I'm I'm trying to force myself out of my own comfort zone again. <laughs> and uh, it's just, but that's part of being a, an artist and part of being also self-taught and a working exactly. artist. You exactly. are continually pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. If you get comfortable and stagnant, then you kind of melt into the background. So to stay and, relevant, and you can, push. And you can t- <laughs> And it can be seen in your art if you get stagnant and yes. and, bore, and just repetitive. Uh, Clayton, I don't know if I ever asked you this, but did you go to art school? Uh, no, I I didn't go to art school at all. I'm one of those uh, one of those artists that you love, Jen, that have been drawing since I was a baby. You were um, drawing since you were a baby with my toes. <laughs> same here. Same here. But, yeah. So we are pretty much in the same boat. All three of yeah. us that we started from. Uh, by our own without without schooling in the sense of going to an actual school but mm. we but both... I also think the three of us are in the same age bracket whereas I don't think that that was really readily available uh, as it is it now. wasn't here in Den- it wasn't here yeah. in Denmark at least and it's and still it's... really not and then when I was in college it wasn't uh, comic art especially it was not a popular thing as it is now and there's schools everywhere for it whereas um in my heyday (laughs) it was just the one school in new york and there was no way this southern bumpkin was going to go up to new york to try to go to comic book school (laughs) so um i don't think that there's any problem with having always been passionate with art i just think that um i i go back and look at when I started to actually apply myself to actually trying. And that would be around eight years ago is when I gauge my progress. Absolutely. I always like I, I like, to do it. <laughs> I really, I really like that. I really like that story that it kind of reminds me of uh, my story. Not that I got pregnant and laid off. <laughs> well, a half of that is the same. I got laid off, not pregnant, but just, uh, just you say, okay, this is it. I'm gonna go for it. That yeah. once again shows you that we spoke of this in an, uh, in a, another podcast that the mentality in order to succeed pretty much everywhere, but it also and maybe even especially as an artist has to be has to go big or go home. Right. Uh-huh. Well, you get those motivators, and whether or not you know this type of failures, it's how you respond to it. Um, you know, those bad critiques, those things in life that happen, and it's kind of how you handle it Mm. and And move forward. Absolutely. And, you know, losing your job or, you know, the other other things that happen in life that initially seem to be bad or negative in some way or another can sometimes be a great gift. I mean, who knows what would have happened if you'd, you'd stayed in your job that you were doing, Jen. I mean, you would have had that job, but maybe not have been as fulfilled as w- with what you're doing now, which is, you know, getting in touch with your inner artist. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I fully agree. And do you, so is that you do that every day? You wake up from morning till dusk and, and work on your art? Uh, not till dusk. I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and get the kids right now at summer camp. Mm. So I get them ready for summer camp, go and fight that fight (laughs) and then I come home and um, and kind of chill out have my five cups of coffee and then get to the grind once I find the music or or Netflix or something that I want to listen to and um, 
then I just kind of sit down with either the commissions or right now I was just trying to fill that kind of creative need to, to do something for yourself mm. and uh, just um, plug away until a certain time when I have to go and pick them all up. And yep. then I go about doing, you know, the the mommy duties, the the totally. daily mom duties and wife duties until it's bedtime. And then bedtime, it's just kind of polish. And then I'm ready for bed because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> well, by the end of the day, with all of that, of yeah. course, you'd be ready I'm for drained. bed. I'm <laughs> drained. Yeah. yeah. Like around 10 o'clock, I'm like, I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah. So you must have needed a lot of drive to actually take your art from where it was to where it is now, which, by the way, if you guys listening haven't seen Genevieve's art, it is absolutely breathtaking. Um, and, really you know, with with the range of mediums that you use, the Copic markers, the, the digital coloring and that kind of thing, and the, the inks. So you're kind of like a mix of traditional and digital, which is great. Um, I kind of let go of my traditional a little while ago, unfortunately, and uh, I'm ashamed to say that I probably wouldn't be that good if I picked up a pencil and paper again. But um, it it's must, different. yeah, it must have taken you. Like there must have been a point where you were like, okay, we're going all in on this, and I'm going to for the next, you know, whatever period of time, I'm going to give it a hundred and ten percent. I'm just going to practice every day. I'm going to get good, and then kind of, you know, found your way into conventions and into these commissions with very well-established publishers that have been around for a long time. Uh, yeah, it was um, basically pretty much that. That explains it. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I kept looking at other artists, and I kept beating my head up against a the desk or the screen going why can't i draw like them because there's so there's so much wonderful talent out there yeah. just beautiful yeah. talent amazing talent and finally i just kind of had to step away and be like okay this is how i draw mm. it sucks right now but we're going to make this better and just doing it over and over and over and over and over, and over yeah. <laughs> until it improved and um there were a couple of massive jumps in the beginning of all of that where I just kind of had several aha moments and yeah. improved by leaps and bounds. And I still have those. It seems to kind of cycle. Mm, um, totally. I will, yeah, I will go through and do pretty decent, be pretty proud and kind of strutting all over the place. And then I will crash and, you know, I need to give up. I'm terrible. <laughs> and it, the imposter syndrome is very real. Yeah. Um, it's a really, really real, and it was funny. I was talking to some other artists who have the same issue, and it's like uh, your stuff is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. what, what is what is the imposter syndrome? It's kind of like you you don't believe in your own success mm. that you're you're basically there as an imposter because there's so many other people who are better than you that uh, shouldn't. Mm. Uh, you're doing you know, likes, <laughs> and it's so just. It's 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 tough because um, you you want to give yourself a pat on the back, but at the same time you feel like you don't deserve it. Wow. Um, yeah. So I think that that sometimes happens uh, to me from time to time, and I, but at the same time, usually when those types of things happen is you when I'm about to make a breakthrough. So um, I jokingly call them growing pains. And I think everybody goes <laughs> yep. through those. Uh, and they stink. Gosh, they stink so bad. And they're not yeah. fun. But once you get through it, your art's much 
better, much more improved. I totally agree with you with the whole the thing about when you believe that okay, this is really not going the way the, the way I see it, or you feel like you're lost in your in, in that circle of progress you spoke of. That is where you're in, uh, just small inches away from making a big jump mm-hmm. of any mm-hmm. sort, and then step through and then start over again. And exactly. It's a, and it makes it really weird that it's when you feel the, the worst that you are at your worst that you're actually at your best because you're so close to making that jump. Mm-hmm. So and I think it's like- also it's a proof that we're just really self-critical. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody can relate with what you were saying, Jen. Like, we all have those those moments where we go, where initially there's times where we think, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm happy with the progress I've made. And then we look at, you know, those artists that we admire that inspire us to keep on going. And we're just like, mm-hmm. how am I ever going to get there? It's, right. It seems so far away in the distance. So, yeah, and then you get frustrated, but you can't you can't constantly compare yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then if you are if you actually speak or get the chance to speak to those uh, whom you admire, who um, are willing to, to you know talk back, I've talked to a few. They do go through the same thing. Yeah. Same exact thing. <laughs> they do. They're, they're, pe- they're yeah. people as well as artists yeah. at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. They're the same mm-hmm. Jim Lee admits that almost uh, daily on his Twitch streams that he's like that as well, and it hasn't uh, changed. Uh, yeah. And it hasn't changed uh, during his uh, during his own art experience, and that's really think- wow. When 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 he says that on, on live, and you just said, "Wow, Jim Lee says that," then then mm-hmm. it must be every every artist that feels that way. Yeah, I think and the only ones who are easier. like, "I'm amazing, I'm the best," are the ones wow. who are are comfortable and not. Um, not pushing and improving themselves. I think all artists who have the kind of self-doubt a little bit, yeah, I mean, you, it's good to have ego, but not be overwhelmed with ego. And um, I think that really? a little bit, of, a little bit of humble pie is is not a bad thing. Never. I, I, I need to write. I, I need to write that down. <laughs> I need to. Learn, I need to learn that. Have you had Getting your humble? A... Have you had your humble pie today, Rick? <laughs> no, go. I forgot. I forgot. I, I ate my whole corn the flu instead. <laughs> I don't know what that's, that is. <laughs> that's a Danish joke with me and Clayton. Okay. It, means, it basically re, uh, means red pastry with cream. Okay. But let's let's jump a little. Uh, <laughs> let's jump a little now with that nice and nice nice segue I made there. Uh, so we talked a little about your your past, your start. What are mm-hmm. your what are your, what are your wishes and thoughts my... about where you want to be in your future ah the aspirations oh yeah. dream bigger go home um we are basically trying to get my name out there because it's it's so funny um these days everybody well not everyone i can't generalize like that but for the most part the feedback now is oh my gosh you drew that i love that i've seen that all over the place and it's like it, it was me um that's so cool. Yeah, it's cool, but at the same time, it's, uh, again, the reverse uh, dog years. The mm-hmm. whole name recognition is not out there. The the visuals, people see the visuals because of the power of the Internet, mm-hmm. but they don't yeah. know the name attached to it. So now it's more uh, branding and making sure the name recognition is there. So we're going to try to make an art book. 
Great. Which is going to be less of the pinups and stuff that I do with my covers to show a more well-rounded um, artist because I, I've been sitting here for years going, I can draw guys and monsters, and then yet my body of work doesn't reflect that. So it's a, a thing now to, again, push the comfort zone and get out of that kind of niche I've created for myself and be like, this is more of what I can do because I have drawn monsters and stuff for commissions and I've, people mm. see it and they're shocked. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm all like, I love these guys. They're so much fun. I have teeth and everything everywhere. It's great. That's like the first thing you said on stream when I jumped on you. So it was like, oh, I like teeth. I like as many teeth as yeah. possible teeth and spittle and all of that stuff like yeah. really dark and gritty which is uh but i also like cutesy stuff i i laughingly say it's is uh, disturbingly cute things <laughs> um so uh it, it's more i want to stretch my wings and uh like make more name recognition kind of branch out a little bit more try a couple of other venues instead of you know i, I love working in comics i just want to I guess basically it's just more, 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 more. It's kind of like I have this uh, this momentum and I just want to keep that ball rolling and I want to just oh, yeah. keep doing so much more and I want to I want to draw more promotional art for things like um, at Momocon I went to a career fair in a portfolio review they kind of looked at me like a crazy person I'm like look <laughs> Childcare fell through. That's why I'm here. I'm not trying to show anybody up and be a jerk. I'm just trying to network and I can't go to the after parties. I mean, yeah. I could, but I'd probably be looked at weird bringing a baby into a bar. It would totally. just be strange. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my card. Let's talk. It, and, it, would, it would be a nice conversation starter, at least. It, I would be remembered, but maybe yeah. not in a good way. Um, so... Um, I went to these things and of course uh, being a traditional artist it was difficult because for the most part in game design they want it all to be digital but I did talk to a few people and they're like you might want to go digital and I'm like I will have to talk <laughs> I said but I basically what I came to realize is like I want to draw promo art for you and mm. usually when I set my eyes on stuff I it takes me a few years but I'm a I'm a long game player so I am not impatient to try to get things to happen right away. I am really good with the whole uh, pacing myself. Which you have to be. So yes. again, again, good mindset to have. Well, and it also comes with the whole, you know, planning ahead of time so that we would be comfortable. So I don't have to take jobs that I don't want to take. And I can take ones that I do and ones that I aim for. So that that's the whole uh, overly planning type side. And then the whole creative side is is to just keep on pushing and keep on submitting, and it's it is constant, but it's so much fun. That's great. I, I really love that mindset that you've got there, Jen. Where um, you're you're so driven and you're so determined to to push yourself even harder, and I think that that's a mindset that kind of tends to die down in the lifespan of an of an artistic career you could say and it's always sad to see sometimes it happens for yeah. especially artists just starting out who barely get off the ground they kind of you know it slows down coal that the coal that was being put into the engine in the beginning 
isn't mm-hmm. quite you know burning as as brightly as it once was. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great burnout's real. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And yeah. have you experienced that throughout the last eight years at all, Jen? Have you have you had some down times where you're just like, okay, I need to spend a week just clearing my head? Yes. I have, and I've I've had experience also where it's just kind of like I fell off the map. But most of those th- um, like coincided with you know having children. Um, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Had a kid. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, but I have had it where um, I've been like I need to feed my creativity and not mm-hmm. just who I'm working for. And I think that that's where burnout happens is you get so caught up in working for everybody else that you lose your your vision, you lose your, your voice or your motivation or even the direction that you're wanting to go. You kind of get into that you you get you you force yourself into a habit because we're kind of habitual creatures and you you fall into a pattern and then the work becomes your pattern and being artists, I find that we kind of don't like the monotony. We kind mm. of want new and shiny things constantly all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and and so when you're doing the work and it's it's over and over and over again, it gets a little bit repetitive. You we tend to get bored and burnt out, or just being overworked, yeah. or uh, taking jobs that uh, you are not passionate about in order to make ends meet. It's it can be draining. So there is that time when you need to regroup and refuel your own creativity and nurse Mm -hmm. that and, you know, kind of do it like when you were a child, when you were just drawing to, to enjoy it. You you were kind of nursing your own passions and, and your own loves and, and venting out that kind of, you know, imagination and drawing Mm -hmm. without, like, I think, yeah. Expressing yourself without worrying about the consequences Absolutely. is amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, even if you're just going to totally F up the piece, <laughs> just just enjoying the process and just being loose can be so freeing. And that's something that mm. needs to be done or even stepping away to write or go on a walk or do something just to just breathe. Fill fill back up that creative bag. <laughs> yeah, totally. Allow yourself allow yourself to be you. It sometimes is really important. Yes. And just yes. let go. So remember that, Clayton. You you are allowed to draw your dinosaurs sometimes, and your crocodiles, <laughs> and your and your koalas. Totally. You can do that. <laughs> koalas riding dinosaurs. Absolutely. Yes. Look, there's my next piece. <laughs> yes. There's, there's this next comic book. Yeah. Oh, koalas, and they're like battling stuff they got armor on dinosaurs <laughs> and machine guns on the side just do it Heck Clayton, yeah. Clayton, i'm inspired now this is why i do these <laughs> podcasts this is why i did them <laughs> you need to copyright this idea before jen steals it <laughs> no I'll, I'll just draw your cover for for your kickstarter campaign How absolutely about that? that sounds great <laughs> there you, you, go. you do an Ooh. excellent job dark and cutesy <laughs> isn't that what you specialize in yeah jen? yeah dark and cutesy it's the best combination Oh, that would look amazingly cute. It would. An adorable little koala. You heard it here first, folk. You heard it here first. On a velociraptor. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like, I'm gonna have to come up with a mad story to to make that make sense. But 
um, we'll see how we it's go. It's Australia. <laughs> it's Australia. Anything can happen. Yeah, we have dinosaurs here, didn't I tell you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got all kinds of stuff there. We so. do. Dangerous. Yeah. We may as well have dinosaurs here. We got enough dangerous reptiles. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. You're right, Jen. It's 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 a total balance with this stuff. I think it. It always is, and I think that it's important to keep it in mind because so many of us don't. You know, we get stuck in the momentum of it all, and we're mm-hmm. on a roll, and little do we know that it's it's very quickly approaching that point where if we don't take a break, we're going to, as you said, completely burn out. And that sucks big time because it just feels so unmotivating. You don't want to do anything, and there's nothing right. worse for a creative mind than to be in that I guess, you know, kind of stagnant place where you and lose it's your kind inspiration. Of detrimental. Yeah. yeah. And, and you get, you get really self deprecating and, mm. um, <laughs> you get really negative and you're like, ah, but, um, it's like a I humble think it's buffet. Also, yeah. A humble buffet. <laughs> it's, um, I think that it's, it's hard, especially like, you know, with this being the podcast of, how to draw comics is tough in the comic community because if mm. you take that kind of sabbatical it, when you leave it's very hard to get back in yeah and unless you're like super famous um mm-hmm. but if you don't have the name to tag on to it and be like hey i'm back then everybody kind of forgets who you are because there are so many um, there's so many of us out there that we just kind of flood the market. So it's easy to be forgotten. So as far as like, uh, trying to help with social, social media stuff is, um, reposting some of your older finished pieces that you're still really proud of just so that you're publishing Mm. content and, uh, still, yeah, still staying in the public eye, but you're not like trying to kill yourself to make new stuff every day. Yeah. Uh, Facebook and Instagram have awesome things where you can schedule stuff out. I feel, I found (laughs) that of course I'm like, really, I'm sorry. I'm so behind on the times, but I discovered that this may for Burmay and I was like, this is amazing. I didn't even even know that if it makes Uh you feel better. I didn't well, that. You can totally do it. Yeah, I had no clue. So, I mean, y'all, I'm not very um, tech savvy. Yes, you guys figured out, try to get me in this hangout. Um, it's okay. None but... of us are in comparison to the kids today. <laughs> it's, I know. I know. They were probably all rolling their eyes. But it's instead of trying to bust your gut when you're kind of in that moment where you need to step away, just schedule things out so that you are still relevant social media wise so yeah. you, that you don't kind of fall off the map and then that way you're able to step away from the social media beast for a little bit and kind of get into your own head that's um that's some good advice too because social media can also bog you down it's a oh, yeah. full-time gig in itself heck yes it is it's mm. it's crazy trying uh, to keep up with it all sometimes it's an amazing <laughs> tool but it can backfire <laughs> Mm-hmm. We talked about it in a recent podcast as well, and I was st- I'm I'm just starting up with wanting to go into the social media, and when Clayton started to talk about all the opportunities, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, mm. I, I I need a friend. Well, it's good. It's good in the fact that you can get your voice out there and mm. you can be seen, 
but yeah. the minute it's it's a beast so the minute you start feeding that beast you have to keep feeding it uh but if you kind of learn how to work the system mm. it can be extremely beneficial to you and it really is content 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 so you know it's a lot of folks that I've talked to, especially this uh, this last con was beneficial because it was a small show, so I was able to talk to more artists um, mm. and talk to them openly. I sat yeah. next to Tom. <sighs> What's his name? His name. <laughs> uh, he created Mermaid. Mermaid, yep. Okay. Okay. And... We'll just say Tom from. <laughs> Not Tom from MySpace. I was about uh, to say no, no, no. Tom was... Bancroft. Bancroft. Ah, he worked for Disney. Thank you. Cool. And he um, he created Mushu. He worked on you know Pocahontas and all of that oh, stuff. Wow. So he was he was in the Disney 2D department before they started letting everybody go. Yeah. And then of course he started the hashtag Mermaid campaign. And mm. so I got oh, to pick his awesome. brain. Yeah, it was cool. He was sitting right next to me. I was like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and but it was really neat to to speak with him and to talk with him and then another gal who was right next to me she got a job with marvel and wow. it was because she drew a whole bunch of i think like punk marvel characters and they liked her stuff and so she got a job that way so i mean social media is amazing because they are out there and they are looking now it was something that she this young lady had done that had gone viral and that's how she got a job. And then I've heard of other folks like getting work with Image and IDW through Tumblr. And with Tom, he, and he did the whole mermaid campaign. And so he gets all these wonderful drawings and things with the whole hashtag mermaid. And um, so it was great. just really, yeah, it was, uh, so. like I said, social media can be amazing, but it can also... <laughs> It's just a lot. Yeah. Especially, especially, <laughs> it's especially amazing for Europeans because it's they really started to take in more like Marvel and DC have started to take in more European artists as of yes. uh, the latest years solely because we can't go to the cons in America, uh, so we have to use the social media to get noticed and so in that way it's. It, it brings hope to artists outside of America, which is a good thing, especially yes. for the color, for, because we come in with new new ways of doing comics that help mm -hmm. that helps uh, enlarge in, in uh, the the way of doing comic books. So in that way, social media helps uh, helps a lot in pretty much any any way when it comes to comics overall, and also just for the artist to get rec yes. recognized. And it also helps, uh, you know, folks uh, over, you know, here in the States communicate with everyone overseas. I've worked with a colorist from Poland. Um, I've worked with um, people from Brazil. I've, uh, I have a following over in Europe. Wow, I don't know cool. exactly where. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really, really I'm cool. I'm one of the following. Yay! <laughs> um, and I personally, my favorite comics pretty much of all time are French comics and it's so sad I can't read a dang thing that they say but they're beautiful mm. they're so well, they, gorgeous most and they of just, them are translated though um, 
some of them are and then i just i guess ones i'm finding online i if, i can't find them like at the local bookstore but i see them online i wow. see them in their original french text but it's just the beauty that i see jumping off the page it's like oh yeah. my god and then of course i'm looking at it and i'm going i want to be this when i grow up but you know it's just stunning visuals and storytelling and it's a whole other world and I, I guess that's why I've always loved comics is because you just never really know what you're going to get and there's so many different ways to express the kind of visual storytelling oh, yeah. with, um, with books like that and I mean I'm that's why I love the whole art form <laughs> You yeah. do this for the passion, really. Like, we were laughing. We were like, uh, you don't really do it for the money. <laughs> no, you, you don't. And <laughs> you don't. I, I think that it's funny because sometimes we get a little bit disheartened from that when we hear a comic book artist going like, you know, don't do this for the money. Do it for the love. It's like, yeah, okay, let's do it for the love. But like, oh, you know, like the money would be great too. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to pay the bills. <laughs> At the same time, it it really, when when we say you got to do it for the love, it's like that we're really meaning that because like you don't, I mean, obviously if you have a family or a mortgage to pay off, you do need some money in the kitty. But uh, at the same time, like if you're an artist on your own, you don't need that much to live, and it's a heck of a lot better being on, you know. Um, 60k uh, well no well it'd be great to be on 60k a year 50k um but even like you know 30k let's go really low here like if you're one person you could survive off that and that's a heck of a lot better being able to draw every day than say being paid you know 120k a year uh doing something that you don't love um and you know money makes more opportunities but it doesn't always bring happiness true very true mm. I understand that and I also think that even if you're not trying to pursue it as a career in the beginning let art be there no matter what yeah and even if you just keep it as a hobby it's going to be there for you it's something that is therapeutic mm -hmm. it's a good way to vent and express yourself it's an amazing uh tool it's um it's just something that will always be in your corner whether you decide to make it something professional or whether you decide to just you know kind of do it on your downtime um i think that uh, yeah. not letting go of it is, is something that's very important yeah absolutely i 100 percent <laughs> agree with that it's it's so true i think that everybody needs that creative outlet no matter who you are and yeah something <laughs> it's it's going to be something it might not be comic book art but it might be it's it's got to be something and i think sometimes if you don't have that outlet it's kind of like there's there's almost like this this kind of creative energy or something that's just kind of sitting inside you and it's waiting for some kind of outlet to to jump out um, yeah, I, I think so too. Mm. Express yourself somehow. I, I'm express yourself. <laughs> sing. Express yourself. Dance. Dance like no one is watching. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I remember now when uh, when you was uh, when you were struggling with the name Tom. The, the name I came up with, who I first first thought you meant was Tom Tom Hutchinson, Hutchinson. Mm -hmm. But that mm -hmm. that that's a whole different Tom, isn't it? 
Yes, that's a different Tom. No, Tom, like I said, Tom Bancroft, it just took me a second. I'm, I'm bad with names, you guys. Like, super terrible. Tom. I sat next to this guy for all weekend, and he's got his signs everywhere, and I'm all like, the guy, you, <laughs> you're the guy. And, of course, like, he knows my name right off the bat, and I'm all like, dang Oh, it. no, that's even I'm like, worse. I'm a visual person. I'm an artist. I see things. I don't read. <laughs> yeah, that's all our excuse. However, my... my... I tried. I tried it with a little segue here because I actually want to talk uh, talk oh, about uh, your uh, Tom Hutchinson, Hutchinson, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because as far as I remember, you and him had some uh, <coughs> had a Kickstarter comic. Yeah, we did. We did a full uh, Kickstarter campaign called Lights, Camera, and Jungle, and that was where basically I tackled a forty-something page book. Wow. Out, oh. out the gate. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and basically it was just kind of like, uh, it, w- it was a learning experience because it was, you know, it's storytelling, which is something that I am not used to doing uh, con- consistently. And um, I think more like in a designer mind frame. So I would face everybody inward on the pages. And then, of course, I'd be told, no, they're they're moving this way. You got to turn them around mm-hmm. or leave room for words. Um, <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I was like, no, no room for the words. Put it on the side. But um it taught me a lot in the fact that um, I have to definitely wait to when the kids are older and don't want to be around me. And um, I need to try to explore a lot more. It was cool, though, because it did force me out my comfort zone. I did get to draw a lot more guys. Buildings are kind of my Achilles heel at the moment. So, like, my sketchbooks are full of really crappy looking buildings because <laughs> I just, uh, it, it's like, I need to work on this. Um, but yeah. it was, it, it was a great learning experience and it was, and was a fun little campaign. Was, yeah. And Tom was the writer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got to kind of co-create a little bit, uh, but most of it was like me just throwing in some jokes here mm. and there. Because if you haven't realized by now, I like to laugh and You're a joke. joke. <laughs> I really? am. Really? Humor is is my it's my uh, you know coping mechanism. It's great. It's what I use. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, it was it was really uh, interesting little Kickstarter. I think I'm going to try to do my own book. Mm. Oh yeah. And um, I had this little drawing um, for Emerald City la- this year, last year, last year, and. Um, I did the Monsters and Dames submission and I got into their book and I drew this girl with a backpack full of little monsters that were cute and creepy. And I was like, and I'm sitting there and I was looking at it and I was like, this is really weird, but kind of cute. Yeah. I kind of like it. And then I was like, I might make a little weird story out of this. But, you know, I'm like, I don't want to jump into it and be all like, hey, I'm going to make a book and blah, 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 and kind of shoot myself in the foot. But mm-hmm. it might be something to work on yeah. on my own time as something for myself that I might kickstart or campaign later down the road. So that's been something I've, I've actually oh, been yeah, writing yeah. and doing some scripting and coming up with little concepts as to what they are and even like flirting with the idea of making it a web comic totally just to cool. just to see if it works um i am definitely one of those types of that is like i'm not all out to make a buck right away i'm just like let's see if anyone likes it 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, I like to share. <laughs> Kickstarter has also proven uh, to be a really good social media. Yes, Kickstarter gets you in front of a lot of people that you normally would not be in front of. And it's if you are really good with following through with everything, it's a great way to raise money to self-publish. I think Kickstarter is amazing because then once it's all paid for, it's paid for. Mm. And yeah. then you get to go to shows and you have your own books. It's amazing. Plus, so, plus, yeah, that's what we have to do with the art book. Absolutely. Plus, it must, gi- it must give you a huge e- uh, uh, quote-unquote ego boost to know that the people that supported you and, and gave you the money to start it is just ordinary fans. That wants right. to see you. That wants to see this out there and is willing to pay for it to get out there. That's a huge uh, pat on the shoulder as well. So definitely something. If people wants to go that way, it could be. It can easily be done. Mm-hmm. But it has its own risks as everything else. It does. It does. But it is. Um, it's very motivating, and to be like wow the support is there and it's um it is an ego boost but it's also uh, again it's very humbling too to realize that there are people who believe in what you can create and want to support you and um yeah that's, totally it 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 kind of is um overwhelming because i i jokingly say sometimes i just forget uh, especially like in the Twitch streams, because we get a lot of lurkers, and I I forget that there's people in there. <laughs> <laughs> so in talking to Simone, and I'm just of course it, being myself because you know, mm. uh, and it, it ends up being really fun. But then I get people who come up to me at the shows. They're like, I love your Twitch streams. I'm like, holy crap, you're watching! Oh my god. <laughs> so I tend to. I guess live in my own head that oh it's just you know Simone and my husband and my mom watching me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then I just t- tend to um, kind of overlook the the fandom that is there and I just I again I, I forget but I'm also I'm extremely humbled by the folks who are so supportive and those who are extremely uh, long-lasting fans uh, expand, spanning the eight-year career have turned into incredibly close friends and amazing people that I never would have met anywhere else. And um, a really cool fan story is I had um, a fiancé mm-hmm. and he was about to become married to his uh, betrothed and he <laughs> Uh, wanted a commission piece so I drew him her favorite character was Wonder Woman his favorite character was Captain America so he wanted the, a commission of them getting mm-hmm. married so I drew this commission he gave it to her on their wedding day that was awesome mm-hmm. and wow, I happened to be yeah I happened to be at a show and this man comes up to me and and he's like well this is my wife oh nice to meet you oh. and he's like you drew this for me four years ago and I was like oh my god and he's like, we're married. <laughs> Can you draw us another Captain America Wonder Woman piece and write four years later? And I was like, holy crap. Wow. I would be honored. Yeah. They are now going to have a baby. That's so great. <laughs> so I get to do another piece for them. And it's just. In four years. That, well, and, and it's just <laughs> like, this is to be involved 
and to be asked to be in these events and part of someone's lives is so amazing it's so incredible and it just makes and of course you know naturally i jump about jumped over the table and, and gave them all you know bear hugs and stuff because i was all excited but um it's opportunities like that that i never would be able to participate in um any other way and it's just like those type of things is it's really incredible and, and it's just yeah. kind of like wow you guys are awesome <laughs> yeah, absolutely and you know, it's at the end of the day, it just goes to show that why we create art in a big way, it's for us definitely to get our creativity out onto the page. But another big part of it is it's it's a kind of form of giving, you know, we're, we're giving our art to the world. And the more people who see it, the more we're able to, to give it to. So yeah, yeah that's, we, that's a great story. We Thank involve you. them in our life. At the same time, we try and be involved in theirs, especially with drawings like that really yeah. good story i i'm hope I'm, I'm i'm hoping that it'll someday happen to me as well it's 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 really kind of once in a lifetime things but i mean even with doing donation artwork um whenever i do read pop shows which i really like uh like c2e2 emerald city new york uh the, it, most shows run by read pop the folks do a charity for uh saint jude and St. Jude is a, is a charity that's near and dear to my heart because my niece had heart surgery yeah. through St. Jude. And so we donate money. You know, you write a check every year. But if there's a way for my art to contribute, then I will go all out. And so that show has an auction and I will just give them a piece that's normally like, you know, $1,200 piece. <laughs> and they'll auction it off. And it's for a good cause so i don't even mind um just giving it to them because for me i'm like if i can draw and create something and it's going to also contribute to something that's that i believe in then please by all means take my heart yeah, <laughs> make it make it make it work and like i've done that for like a couple of of charities that i believe in wholeheartedly so there there's wow. ways to 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 be able to to give too because it's i always i like to yeah. believe in, in giving back as much as possible exactly i i can i can follow you there there because i i teach that with the with kids who who's in a in a bad part of their life like criminal parents or something like that i try to mm -hmm. teach those people those kids mm-hmm as well, uh, two times uh, two times a week, and it's uh, it's mostly free. I get mm. a little now and again, now and again, if the whole community that does this has something to give out after they have paid for everything they need, and just see these people that comes from bad, really bad homes, really shaken and torn homes, mm. find themselves. In somewhere else using art to get free from that uh, from the from that world and get mm -hmm. away and use art thanks to me trying uh, showing them and helping them as it's not it's not maybe not the same as giving up auctions but it's the feeling the uh, feeling I think is the same because you help people one yeah, way or another yeah yeah they you're you're giving 
you, you're giving them the skills to be able to express themselves through some through an outlet that's productive to them that's going to be helpful so no that's that's um just as important if not more um again like oh, i said I, art, I, I art will always be there i wasn't trying to compete i mean it's oh no just, no no, no. Uh, i'm not not suggesting that i was suggesting that it's, <laughs> it's incredibly important um for anyone at, at any age but especially for those who are young to have the art and to be able to express themselves and to be able to get away. And so that's that's mm -hmm. incredible. That's very incredible. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're coming up to an hour now, Jen. So um, we should probably let you get back to um, everyday <laughs> wait, life, wait, the real world. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but um, we'd love to um, be able to, you know, give you a little bit of a plug here. So you, you mentioned that you're on Twitch a lot. I am. That's awesome. Where can people uh, catch you on Twitch and, and pretty much wherever else you are on the internet since uh, you're on the mission that we're all on, which is, you know, broadening our audience and giving our art to more people? Um, on Twitch, I am Broom Closet Studio, which is the handle there on Twitch. Great. So you can find me there. I'm usually there once or twice a week. And we're going to try to up the schedule a little bit. We just made affiliate. Yay! Yay! Fantastic. Woohoo! <laughs> Congrats. And, um, but it's, yeah, thank you. Um, most of the time I'm, I'm working on there with Copic markers. People seem to be really curious about the Copics and kind mm -hmm. of uh, soaking in as much information as they can. It's because they're hard to use. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, well, I think it's because it's, there's not that much information about them out there. Oh. And because uh, they're still relatively new. Mm -hmm. Um but I am also on Facebook. I've got an art page, Art of Genevieve Brumall. I've got, um, I'm on Instagram, mm -hmm. which uh, the Instagram handle is Jen's Broom Closet. I am also on Twitter, Great. which is Art of Jen Brumall. And so basically, Brumall, B-R-O-O-M-A-L-L. -L. It's broom <laughs> with an all at the end, <laughs> and you know it's brooms. a really unique name. Yeah, all the brooms. That's why. Well, that's why we joke and make the broom closet jokes because it's like, well, that's totally. my name. Um. So yeah, I'm on a lot of the social medias, and you can find me if people have shop questions. They can feel free to ask. If I don't answer right away, Simone, who's my uh, assistant slash apprentice was really quick to answer and um, she's really good at getting in touch with me and making sure that I answer any questions or she is handling my schedule well, yeah. which is a godsend big, yeah, we've, big. Uh, we've, we've talked to her as well and she's really professional and really good at what she do Yep. Yes, she is. She's amazing. <laughs> she, oh, she's she's awesome. And of course, you know, when we're on Twitch and we're mm -hmm. in, and Shane and I are joking with her. Um, it, we all have a lot of fun, and she's also the voice on Twitch that I'm talking to, because uh, mm -hmm. she and I have a really good dynamic. That's and, great. Uh, oh yeah, we're we're we have a lot of fun. And yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole scheduling stuff. She's. She's been on top of it and has been incredible with keeping me focused. That's awesome. Because, you know, we, as artists, we, we get creative ADHD. We do. We do <laughs> oh, indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, big, big, so thanks, big thanks to Simone as well for helping to organize all of this. I mean, that's oh, yeah. awesome. And, uh, yeah, 
the last last words. I, right? <laughs> I I got a last word. Got a few last words because when we wanted to to interview you, I I already saw that you and I had a spe- uh, some uh, some things in common when it came to the mentality of approaching art and I must say I just, even more so after after this interview I can just say that mm-hmm. in my view you have to per- you have the perfect perfect setup for be as an artist should have you're loving yeah. you're caring you're humble but you also have the ego enough to not allow yourself to get cheated mm. And you have to, the most important mentality, uh, part of the mentality, in my opinion, is to press on no matter what. Just keep going for what you want and follow what you need. And you got all, all of that and I really just am, admire you even more. So thank you for showing up and help me. It, uh, it opened some eyes for me and it made me happier. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here and, and giving us your time, Jen. It's been awesome. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody out there for listening. It's been an absolute... Uh, it's been good. It's been fantastic. So we'll see you next time. And uh, until then, keep on creating. <laughs> <laughs>